Hello, and thanks for coming back. We're going to start the show with a sweet store-bought batch of snacking. Uh, also, we're going to be talking about a date. Mark had a date, and he's spilling the tea all about it. I'm going to share a song that was a number one hit in 1972, and we're also going to share some ghostly encounters, so stick around. And welcome back to Snack a Little Talk. A little, little, you know, you just got that right at the end. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm Mark. The voice is the best part. <laughs> I'm Jana. <laughs> don't you go anywhere. <laughs> My pretties. You hungry? <laughs> so wait, we have a... a... Store-bought. Sweet store-bought snacking. All right. Well, what do we, what do we so start with here? So I saw these. <laughs> They're Krispy Kreme. They're Krispy Kreme apple, like, donut ball bites. <laughs> <laughs> they come in. It, it surprised me. Let me show you the package. Okay. So it was a box that I saw. I'm thinking it was just going to be a bunch of balls in a box. Right. And it is. Not the first time you've thought of that. Not the first time. <laughs> They're prepackaged. Oh, interesting. Happiness. It's like packaged like a snack food. Not, it is. Because I've seen, because we have, so Krispy Kreme donuts, I'm assuming, well, I know they're nationwide, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in our grocery store, at least one of my local stores, they have their own little uh, display rack where they put the brand new boxes, presumably brought daily, yeah. on there. If only everything had a display rack, huh, Mark? <laughs> Uh, but this is this is a prepackaged, prepackaged factory Krispy Kreme thing. Apple cinnamon donut bites it says no high fructose corn syrup. Oh, you warmed these up. I did. Either that or you had them in your pocket. Yeah, there's somewhere. <laughs> uh, also, no artificial flavors. That surprises me because as soon as I opened these to warm them, I thought, man, the apple flavor is strong. It's going to taste like fake apples. Hmm. But says no artificial flavors. So I'm going to try. I one. love no artificial flavors. It's really good. It must have like applesauce in it because there's no apple chunk. No, no. I was almost expecting a chunk in the middle, you know, little little cube of apple in the middle of it. Wouldn't that be great though? It would. It says apple cinnamon. The cinnamon is, you know, hiding. I Mm. didn't. I thought I got the cinnamon on it. I mean, they're pretty good. Actually, pretty good. They're okay. Uh, So, in the little bowl, I. I'm already skeptical of what's in the the bowl. Well. I don't know the brand. You'll have to tell me if you do. The brand is, what was it, Lucky or Luck? Lux. Lux fried apple with cinnamon. Now, that is what is in this bowl? They don't look fried. They just like this looks apple like, or pear bites. Right. This looks like apple piece. Actually, it, I, I don't thought see it was any peaches. cinnamon. <laughs> I thought it was peaches. Was this in a can? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And these are well, it just to be tastes apples? like apple. Take a look there. That came from um, grocery outlet. Now this Which is interesting. Surprise me that I don't know the name brand. Right, grocery outlet is is kind of a closeout place for brands and stuff like that. But it's really great to go. To. In fact, we both get a lot of our unique stuff for the mm-hmm. show from grocery outlet. I don't know how widespread grocery outlet bargain market is. I know it's uh, I know it's in the Pacific Northwest because my mom is it's a favorite store of hers. But, uh, okay, these are good. It just tastes like apple slices. There's nothing about it that would make you know, believe, understand how they can call them fried because or, or they cin- don't have... Or you said cinnamon? Yeah, it's supposed to be apple cinnamon. Yeah. Just tastes like apple. Tastes like applesauce. Very, not very much sugar either. These it's, seem... It's, right. It's chunks of apple. Mm-hmm. And there's juice. And there's a little bit of juice in there, a little syrup. I don't know if that's... Uh, let me taste the syrup. 
No, not both at the same time, because then we one of us has to talk. I can talk and eat at the same time. <laughs> I'm really good at that. <laughs> These aren't bad, but they're not what I... Well, I wondered how you're going to get a fried apple to still seem right. fried, whatever fried that looks like in, in a, a can. can. Maybe yeah. I was supposed to fry them, <laughs> which would be no. weird. This, I'm, I'm just confused with why they called it... Fr- maybe the frying... Maybe they fried it first, and maybe that. I guess that's how they it cooked up. it, which is weird. Uh, yeah, that doesn't make. I don't no. get it. No, but you know what? These are good. Uh, I would keep these on the shelf if they're going to last for a year, and they're cheaper than you know, the Mott's applesauce or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. I've never I, had. I a, keep these around. I've never had canned apple like this. I've had applesauce, mm-hmm. but never had a a canned apple. And these are good apple slices. I mean, I'll have to take a look and see how much sugar is really in them, because they don't seem overly sweet. Right. So maybe you can feel good about it. Probably not. But I mean, yeah, it's I not know. overly. So when I first saw it, it looked like a, a little bowl of peaches, and that's why I said I was skeptical mm-hmm. because I don't like when they put all that extra syrup in with the uh, canned fruit. I always had to have the fruit that had the uh, natural juice for its uh, syrup. So. The donut bites. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, oil or something in them. <laughs> there is that much going on. I can tell you that because I just picked one up instead of with a little dainty fork with my little dainty fingers, and it definitely leaves a residue. So finally, Mark and I were brave and trade tr- trade tried matcha on oh, the right. show. And it was disgusting. I think we can both uh, yeah, say that like it was it. disgusting. Did well, this like was it. also at Grocery Outlet, Mark. I've taken a picture for all of you. Black sugar matcha latte. <laughs> that needs to be in a song. Hey, that, that stuff that we didn't like. Yeah. I'm going to get another version of it for yep. us to try. Yep. Thanks, Jana. You got it. <laughs> so I warmed it, although it feels like it's already coming to room temp pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Cause I there's... mean, this smells to me like it could be one of these, um, like the Thai teas you've brought in or something. Right. This doesn't smell like grass, and so hopefully it doesn't also taste like grass. Mm. What do you think so far? Well, one swallow in. I'm going to get some water. But I have pictures of all of these in case it's something that any of you would want to try. By the way, it looks like the brand name of this black sugar matcha latte is OKF. O, <laughs> the letter O, the letter K, the letter F. Hmm. It's a global multi-beverage factory. Huh. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Did you try it yet? Mm-mm. Okay, because I tried it, and the first thing I had to do, I had a reaction that I had to swallow it because I can't spit it out because it'll get all over our computer systems. I had to swallow it and get water right away because I swear it tasted a little bit like Windex oh, at first. I've never tasted it, so I wouldn't know. Well, it tastes like <laughs> okay. It tastes like what Windex smells like. <laughs> okay weird uh but okay. then once i swallowed it once it mm-hmm. went over my tongue i actually it tasted it did taste kind of like a, a better tea kind of a something but just my first impression was like oh, what the, get rid of that quick and of course me being stupid swallow it swallow the windex <laughs> instead of spitting it out because the computers are way more important than your health <laughs> uh um i'm not put off by this it definitely doesn't taste like the grassy nasty bitter grossness of the Lot, the matcha that we tried. Uh, okay, I'm gonna stir it up a little a month bit or two with ago. my uh, spoon here in case there's 
any kind of sediment or it's something? It's all right. Uh, yeah, that's okay to me. I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't taste the matcha at all. That's the best part is that it's not bitter. I don't know what the sweet part is. There's something that still to me, and, and, and folks, if you can... Black sugar. If you can... Oh, well, you know what black sugar is? It's molasses, no. as, far, oh. as far as I know. Oh. Well, let me... T- so this takes me back to another story. Back when I went to Egypt a number of years ago, mm-hmm. you know, I like to bring home interesting things when I travel. And uh, the guy said, oh, you can get black honey. Oh, that's what it was, black honey. What? Black honey? I have never... I've seen, you know, we have light honey and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what blossoms the bees are getting the pollen from, et cetera, et cetera. I brought it home, and all the writing on it was in Arabic, so I had no idea, and it had a crocodile on it, so I didn't know. Turns out black honey is just molasses. That's what they called it. And I was like, oh, that's not honey then. Okay, so let's see here. So what does this say? It just says you black You need to get sugar. closer to your microphone when you're talking. No, well, people can hear it. It just says black sugar, so it doesn't explain hmm. on here anyway. So I wonder if that's molasses. Or burnt sugar. Or bird shit. <laughs> uh, it's still so. I took another. I took another sip, and it's still initially, as it's going over my lips, it or through the lips and over my gums. It's there's some kind of Windexy taste smell. You know how something tastes like something else smells. Does that make any sense? Or, uh, or am I sound like a freak right now? No, I think I know what you mean. But that's what it does. It's still. I'll try it one more time. Try it one more time. I can't. I can't. You know what? I can't. I put it up to my lips, and my lips are saying, that's Windex. There's a Windex. There's something Windexy about that. I don't know what it is. Does it have ammonia D in it? <laughs> I, that's weird. I'm not getting like a chemical. Wow. That is, uh, yeah. That that's is not, not to say that it isn't there. Who knows? That is not for me. I'm going to go back to finishing off the uh, chunks of, uh, of apple. Of the three, of the three things, I'm, I'm the biggest fan of the one I didn't know if I would be, and that's the apples, because they seem most natural. And hey, when it comes to processed food, I'm not a food snob if it's good. <laughs> But I, I don't agree. know. Just of the three, I just, I just like the apples the best. Well, let me tell you, when I was when I was uh, raising my boys, we ate out of cans a lot. I got a lot mm-hmm. of flack yep. from that from from some of the people. But it's like, I was working full time. I had two boys at home. I had to come home and make dinner relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we actually had dinner out of cans. We would have uh, uh, fruit dinner for fruit cocktail, uh, pineapple slices, peach slices, all, and that was uh, we call that an earthquake dinner night. Oh, okay. Because that way nothing had to be cooked or anything. Yeah. And that way, I also did that a few times with my kids so that in, with and, and actually didn't turn on lights. We used candles instead so that if there was ever an earthquake or power outage, instead of them going, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Wouldn't they would say, out. oh, yeah. we're, we're going to do the regular thing that we've always done. You know, that thing we practice a couple of times. Yeah. So. Oh, that's great. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know what? There's a little bit of cinnamon in the bottom of my. Uh, it's there. It really is there. Thing, so. I mean, you could take those and you could you, you could make this can of, of uh, supposedly fried apples work. Oh, you can make a pie out of it. Totally. Although it may mush them up because they're already soft. They are pretty mushy already. Hmm. That's all right. I don't know. I think that's good stuff. Yeah. I think I think the apples win. I'm going to take another one of these. Uh, the rest is yours. Or I'll right. throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for me? Hmm. Hold on. I can't. I'm still eating. I, I'm just going to say, though. You had a date? I did. 
Mark had a date. All right. Ladies. So here's my story. Yeah. Jana's going to be a little disappointed. This was in high school. Oh, man. <laughs> I was ready for it right here, right now. I don't right know now. if I'd talk about a recent date. That would turn people off. That, I, that, I agree, that listen to the yeah. podcast. I mean, unless and it go, was something that you I don't want to be the subject of your podcast. Plan to have go forward. I agree. Yeah. So we're going to go back a little bit into the Wayback Machine uh, into high school. Not that long ago, since I'm only 26. And uh, something came up recently that, that reminded me of this. Uh, there was a there was a girl that that uh, we were kind of dating, kind of making out a little bit and stuff, and uh, she was older. Seems to be a theme in my life. I think everyone, not everyone, I've had a lot of older women as my uh, significant other. Because uh, you're moldable, I guess. Uh, so she had a car and, and drove. Mm-hmm. I did not at that point. Okay, I was still pre-driving age. Mm-hmm. Let's say. And uh, so it's hard to hard to go on it. I certainly can't go on a date in the sense I can't come pick her up. You know, I, hey, I'm going to ride my bike over, hop on the back. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. That's love. That's dedication. Especially when she has a car. You know, what, what am I going to do? But uh, so this is going to get weird, and I'm probably going to leave it vague for a reason because uh, it'll it'll make it weird and make people question it. I dated her younger sister okay oh and uh i I don't remember the exact how long we dated or whatever but in their house their father was very very strict very very strict so much so he had a uh an intercom system on their house that monitored them in their bedrooms yes not that i ever meant meant, went anywhere into their bedrooms it never went that far this is all pre that kind of stuff well, not, not that kind of stuff, but that kind of stuff. Uh, anyway, and with the the her younger sister, who was my age, we were in the same class. Uh, we would talk on the phone, but she would have to take the phone. This is before cell phones. She would have to take the phone extension and go in under her covers, so that she would and she'd have to whisper, because otherwise the intercom would pick up that she was on the phone with a guy. Oh, oh so oh. So it was very secret because their dad was very strict. Now, mind you, I I think I met their dad once, maybe? Trying to think. Anyway, very strict, Mm -hmm. right? The typical strict dad, as he should be, Mm -hmm. especially with two daughters like them and some punk like me hanging around. (laughs) Which I got to say, I wonder if you would have been, if being the father to daughters would have uh, changed who you are any. You know, the jokes about boobs and things like that. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That, so don't take it as that way. I just wonder if it would have been different had you had daughters. Possibly. Possibly. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so anyway, uh, so I knew their dad was very strict. You know, he was the don't mess with him. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, now I think about it, I did never meet him. I met their mom. Uh, I, I would have remembered their dad cause, because okay. it was just such a guy to be feared kind of a thing. Yeah. All right. So they had a father to be feared. Okay. And mind you, this is high school. I was not the tall, giant man that I am today. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I was I was a short person in high school as well. I know it's hard to believe. Uh, anyway, so we had planned a date, a get-together, or whatever it was. Uh, she, because her father was so strict, she couldn't just go out on a date. I, I don't know if they weren't allowed to. See, now, now I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking, oh, that didn't make sense, because I did go to their house one time, and I think I was working on homework. 
mm. working on homework. <laughs> but it was. It was. It was. Uh, that was the ruse for me to go over there. Uh-huh. Anyway, and I just thought of another angle of this story. <laughs> You know, the show prep that I did for this is nil. So uh, I just came up with, hey, I can tell this story. Uh, Anyway, so she couldn't go out on dates, the older sister. So now we're back to the older sister. Mm -hmm. The older sister was not allowed to go out on dates. However, this particular night, she was going to be working at the high school auditorium. They had a music thing or something going on where she was volunteering as an usher. So we could meet afterwards and maybe go somewhere and make out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was our opportunity. I live two miles from the high school. I just checked on my phone, just mm-hmm. put in both addresses from my uh, original address that I lived in. Two miles from high. I walked two miles in at nighttime to, get to meet some. her afterwards. Okay. To meet her afterwards. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I get there and uh, we were supposed to meet. I don't remember if it was at, at the halftime. I mean, it wasn't a football game, but it was at, at the middle or something. I here, Here's what I remember. The auditorium, very, very prominent at, our, at the high school, as they usually are. And I remember I was hiding behind a wall or behind a tree or something like that. And I would see her come out to the f- top of the steps and look around for me. And I was nowhere to be found. And I, I didn't say, hey, psst, over here or anything like that. I was just like, I'm going to make her wait, <laughs> I guess. I don't know wow. what was, I don't know what my teenage self was thinking. Okay. But... I also knew what car she drove. Mm-hmm. She drove an old station wagon, you know, mm-hmm. the old uh, family truckster, like yeah, on yeah. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, something like that. So I was like, oh, oh, you know what? I'm going to go hide by her car. She's going to be mad because I stood her up. And then I'll be at the car going, hey, how you doing? So I go out to the parking lot, walking up and down. And mind you, this is before we had cameras everywhere and security guards in parking lots. Because mm-hmm. clearly, I'm a stalker at this point. <laughs> Clearly, yes. <laughs> so I go to, uh, I find her car, and I thought, well, you know, it's a big enough car I can hide behind. I'm a tiny guy at that point, you know. And I was like, oh, you know what would be funny? I wonder if the car's on. I, I'll hide in the back seat. Mm-hmm. So I click the door. The door opens. Oh. Folks, people used to leave their car. Women. Yes. Single girls used to leave their cars unlocked in a parking lot. So I climbed in the way back of the station wagon Mm -hmm. and I could peek and I could see her. I still, it's the funniest thing. I tell you, this is going to show up in one of my movies one of these days. I could see her come out, Mm. look around and being pissed off. Even the distance that I was from her, I could tell she was pissed off that I was standing her up because we didn't get many opportunities to get together outside of school. Yeah. And this was it. And she was... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> so I stayed in the car and, and, uh, you know, I, I, and then, uh, the event let out, I started seeing people come out and I tell you, and I know we've talked before in the past about how our mind and our dreams can create things and paralyze us and stuff. Mm-hmm. I sat there and I thought, oh, what if, what if her parents came to see this rehearsal thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, she was only an usher, but it still was a school event. Yeah. What if her younger sister was going to be there? You know, I don't think she was, but uh, this was going through my head. Mm. What if her dad comes back to the car and I'm in the car? <laughs> Holy <laughs> yeah. shit, I am going to get my ass handed to me. Yeah. So I got scared. And I was like, well, <laughs> and at this point, 
people are walking through the parking lot getting uh-huh. to their cars. I don't dare suddenly pop out of a car out of no. you know climb over the back so seat were and they pop not, out of a car. I mean, w- those are those have windows all the way back, right? Yeah. So I mean, anybody could see if they looked. Couldn't well, it they? was nighttime. Uh, okay. It was nighttime. All right. Okay. I was a small guy. I okay. wasn't the gigantic right. ballooning fat guy. Just you, blend you see in like a little crumb on the carpeting <laughs> of the back of the station wagon. Okay. And so I, I'm, so I'm, I had myself scared shitless. I'll be honest <laughs> okay. with you. I was like going, yeah. oh my god, now what do I do? Because now I can't even get out of the car. Because he'll think. Because if I'm getting out of the car as they're yeah. walking up to the car, he'll think I'm stealing something. He'll wring my neck yeah, and because Dad's you know, coming like, for sure. You're right. Convinced. Right. 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 And I'm just, yeah, so playing all the scenarios are going to happen. Dad's the the main character. Oh my gosh! So uh, then I hide down. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, the dad was not there. Oh, good. She comes out to her car because I know she stayed late because she was still waiting on the steps for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she drying gets, up. So she gets in the so car. To speak. She's not really <laughs> ready for. Uh, <laughs> So she gets in the car, and I think I waited until she started it, and I popped up and said, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> wow! I hope she wasn't driving yet. <laughs> no, I wasn't good. that stupid. Good, good. Scared the holy crap out of her, and it was just un. <laughs> she was so mad, happy, yeah. and scared, and angry, and yeah. it was all at the same time, and it was. <laughs> I got to tell you, I thought that you were going to tell me you got in the wrong car, no. which would be awesome, but... No, it was just very specific this time. I, I knew what car it was. Wait, so let me make clear. Let, okay. let me get this clear. Right. Neither one of the sisters knew that, that you were dating the other one, or... Correct. How... So that was... You weren't really dating then, because why would any girl keep that secret if there's some, some boy that she really likes? That's really weird that you wouldn't talk to your sister. Have you or, seen the picture of me in high school? I was I mean, good looking. I've seen pictures of you, yes. <laughs> but why would you not? Well, so then why wouldn't they say, oh my goodness, I'm, do you know who I'm? Because it's her sister. So? That's weird. You can't date I think sisters. That's really weird. You can't even date sisters. It's, it's. Well, they were just as big a horrors as you then. Yeah. Because otherwise, uh, yeah, this was just all about non committal makeout section, sessions. Well, it doesn't sound like either were... one of them were into trying to get something going because I don't know why. So, okay, I would be the type. That would say, oh, my goodness, I spent a little bit of time with Mark, and he's so nice, and he's such a good kisser. Do you know how he kissed me? Let me tell you. Okay, we're like looking in each other's eyes, and he like tickles my chins or whatever. <laughs> it's I. It's weird to me that like you could get away with dating two sisters and neither one of them knowing, other or one would know, but it's like, you can't tell my sister because it'll hurt her feelings. And then obviously, I don't see you being interested in a girl who'd be okay with hurting her sister. Well, we were not openly dating in the yeah. sense of holding hands at school. Right. Either one of them. So it was just about making out. Because their, because their dad was so strict, not that he was at school, he, he yeah, was not yeah. one of the teachers or anything. I had a couple of friends that, that did have te- uh, parents who were teachers. Uh, but it was just, even even when I was dating the younger sister, who was my age, yeah, we were kind of pre-dating in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and we would hang out after school a little bit, but not long. She had to get home or else she'd be in trouble. Yeah. So when the older sister and I, uh, at, at, at a different time, mm-hmm. older sister and I, we had a class together, at least one class together. 
And uh, when we were dating, it was also kind of to keep secret from people. I'm not sure why. Well, probably because to save her sister's feelings, I'm guessing. Huh. I get, you know what? I guess it's just personality types. I mean, like you say, the dad thing too, I suppose. But I mean, I, that's why it was limited to, you know, we we certainly were not in the same neighborhoods at all. I mean, they lived, yeah. they lived way far away from what I, I mean, the complete opposite direction from the high school that I did. So that mm-hmm. would have been two miles the other way. But I, it was two miles for me to walk up there. Interesting. And now afterwards, I don't remember exactly what happened afterwards because she and I did date a couple of times at after school events and... uh did, but that night, did you did you still get to? I'm I'm trying to think. I don't know. <laughs> she pull over somewhere. I'm just saying there was one. You know what? I'm turning red right now because <laughs> I'm thinking there was there was there was no. I don't want to get too specific, but there was there was no. I yeah, I know, understand. The clothes yep, stayed on yep, yep. mostly. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Below the waist, clothes stayed on. Yeah. But there was a makeout session at one point with this girl underneath the goalpost on the football field. Like like at three in the morning or something? In the I middle mean, of the night. Where was everybody yeah. else? Oh, in okay. the middle of the night. All right. So that was yeah. actually kind of a I mean, I have to, okay. fun, endearing high school movie kind of a thing. I didn't talk. Well, first of all, it was it was a long time before I was making out with anybody. Mm-hmm. I was a very late bloomer. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are a couple of people that I have, I can't say that I, I say much about like, you know, somebody kissing me or that this or that or the other, but I mean, I've always been pretty open and it's very hard to hide my giddiness and just like, (laughs) you know, so yeah, that's so interesting. Maybe it was all about the dad, about the, the girls not wanting to say anything. So maybe it was all about the dad. Yeah, I was. It was. Uh, yeah. Well, congratulations. That was, that was two of them. Two sisters. <laughs> <laughs> but is that really it? See, okay. Anyway, maybe that's another show. Is that really a date? If all you're planning to do is meet up and like make out somewhere? It wasn't just that. There was more emotions and stuff. We were we were hormonal teenagers. There was there was emotions involved. Okay. There wasn't any banging going on. <laughs> At least not from my perspective. What was her middle name? What was her favorite color? <laughs> what did she like to have for dinner? I don't know what either one of them's middle name was. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't know that. Okay. But we, but we all, you know, okay. All right, moving on. You have something for us, right? I do. <laughs> Bail me out of this, sister. <laughs> I want to share with you a number one hit from 1972. I'm just telling you that right now. 1972? Yeah. Man, that's a 10 years before I was we, born. We were youngins. <laughs> I'm just going to go in here and... Um, Am I supposed to guess the artist and the song? You can try. To, I can to, tell you right now, I would be shocked. Really? You said it's a number one this. hit from 1972. I had never heard it. Number one hit from 1970. Okay, I'm yep. putting my concentration on right now. Okay. <sighs> okay. Okay, anytime. You're the cold maze, say one prison call in Nancy and choose all. All right. Sound familiar yet? No. Kind of got a nice groove. Is this Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show? No. 
What do you think so far? Do you like what you're hearing? Kind of sounds funky. Yeah, it's, it's funky. It's a little bit rappy. Way before rap. Would I know the group, do you think? You don't think I know the group's it's, name? It's a man, not a group. It's a guy. Well, it sounds... Uh, it's weird, I agree, because there's a, there's some funk. It's a little... Uh, it's a little... Is it a white Elvis guy? Presley. Is it a white Ish. guy? Or you don't know? Oh, Ish. wow. Yeah. Wow. That's good. All right. I think we're going to get some kind of a chorus here. There we go. This is so urban. Yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you a little bit about this. Okay. So good. There's a little Chrissy Hind sound there. So it's not a group, even though there's groups singing. Got people singing with him, yeah. In November 1972, Italian pop star Adriano Celentano released a song that hit number one in his home country, despite the fact that it wasn't performed in Italian, but it also wasn't performed in English. In fact, it isn't performed in any language at all. Let's listen to these words a little bit longer. The song called Prison Colin Sinekuskol was written to mimic the way English sounds to non-English speakers. Oh, I get it. Celentano, now 74 years old, says that he wanted to break down language barriers and inspire people to communicate more. Ever since he started singing, I was very influenced by American music and everything Americans did. So at a certain point, because I like American slang, which for a singer is much easier to sing than Italian, I thought that I would write a song which would only have as its theme the inability to communicate. And to do this, I had to write a song with lyrics that didn't mean anything. So the song, which I'm just going to spell this for you. P-R-I-S-E-N as in Nancy. C-O-L-I-N-E-N-N-S-I-N-I-A-N-C-I-U-S-O-L. That's the song title. <laughs> wow. It's so nonsensical that Celentano didn't even write down the lyrics, but instead improvised them over a looped beat. When it first re was first released in 1972, Celentano says no one noticed it, but that didn't stop him performing it. Wow. Wow, uh, that is unique. It was re-released, and the second time was the charm. It immediately became number one in Italy, as well as France, Germany, and Belgium. The song has been characterized as everything from Europop, funk, House and even the world's first rap song, Mark. Oh, see? None of which were Celentano's intention. From what I know, 10 years later, rap music exploded in the States. I sang it with an angry tone because the theme was important. It was an anger born out of resignation. I brought to light the fact that people don't communicate. But is that really what American English sounds like? Yes, exactly like that, says Celentano. I can see that. Now, it's, it's so interesting that you brought this up because we don't discuss... Obviously, every single detail of all the entertainment and stuff that we uh, uh, consume. 
but I actually recently have been watching videos. Uh, there's a, a English language guy that goes to foreign countries and asks these foreigners to speak English gibberish. Oh, this oh. very thing. Yeah, where they'll say, "Oh my God!" I mean, I mean, this, right, right. I mean that, that, that. Totally. That, that, I mean, that. like they're not saying like, anything. They'll yeah. say a few words, and the rest is like, "And I meant this, and then, and then I go, and then I'm Yeah. And this is this is how they, you know, that's like us going, it's "What they're hearing?" Ching chong, ching, 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 you know, or something <laughs> right. like that. That would be completely racist if anyone did it in this country. Yes. yes. But over there, that's this guy goes to uh, went to Japan. He's also gone to Britain mm-hmm. and had them give their American accent. Yeah, and which I usually the sounds other one. Western. I think an, another one is uh, of France. I think he went to. Anyways, I found it fascinating because I am fascinated by language. Mm-hmm. So that is interesting. I did not even notice because look, we have plenty of artists that sing a lot of stuff that we really like. Led Zeppelin. Who, who knows what they're saying on stuff? And we've done segments right. on misheard well, lyrics. Yes, we do. We got another one that needs to come up here soon. Right. So that, I didn't understand. I didn't even think of what is this guy saying? Right. I was just trying to listen to the voice. I thought it was yeah. going to be, you did a good trick on this one. Because this you. was not number one in the United States. Correct. It probably didn't even chart in the United I, States. I don't remember. But then again, we were pretty young. So I'd be curious, though, you guys, those of you that uh, maybe you've got a significant other that doesn't li- listen as often as you do, you got to play this for your person. I wonder how many people, especially when they're not listening and thinking okay what she what's she trying to surprise me with you know just play it put it on your playlist i wonder how many people would eventually notice i don't even know what they're saying what are they saying right, right. none of none because what they're, they're saying, saying is, true, is, is clear right. i just don't know what it is they're right. saying does that you know and it's so funny because a lot of stuff now even with rock songs i've listened to my whole life there's parts of it i still don't understand but i yeah. love the song oh, yeah. i love the tone i love the feeling yeah but it's like i don't really know what they're saying and Thank goodness for the internet. We could look up. Sometimes you can get the artist saying what they meant. Yeah. But more often than not, and again, I've mentioned this on the show before when we've featured shows, a lot of the artists, over 90% of them, usually say, you know what? It actually just means whatever people interpret it. It means one thing for me. It may mean something else for you. As long as it means something to you, I'm making that connection with you, and that's all right. Yeah. And the same but with this one. Really? This had a This had a good beat, a good... Uh, vibe to it like you said like a urban street vibe i this has aged well yeah i mean that's got a really great current sound to it i'm actually very surprised there is a remastered version maybe on the after show show maybe we'll have to listen to it because now i'm wondering what has changed in the remastered version but for this i wanted it to be the original the one that was a number one hit in europe i think that was great stuff Excellent. So I have a I have a song. Let me let me just throw a song out there. This Do is it. this is something I want you to identify the song. Okay. And the uh uh and the uh, artist. Okay. Okay, so here we go. I'm ready. Here we go. All right. Oh, I like it so far. Um is <laughs> Is this the Ohio Players? It is not. Is it somebody doing their song, though? Yes. Uh, 
<laughs> this is. Do you... Okay, I don't think that. I don't think that this is who this is, but do you know who could do a killer bomb ass diggity remake of this? Also, Philip Lassiter. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I'm hearing some of this, and I'm thinking, oh, right. Phil Lassiter. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, hold on. And I should know who this is, artist is? You, you would know the artist. It's hard to tell on this. There's one part later on. I don't know how far we'll go. Okay. Is it... Is there going to be any defining thing that I'm going to go? Of course, this is who that it is. should be. That was it. He's not. He's he's is he's not black, is he? No. Is it? But you're not. It, is the, this person normally in a group, and this isn't that group? This is just the artist. Nope. This is oh, the group. Oh, okay then. It's just that they're they're adding. How long ago? Okay, when was this? This is 1996. And. Because they're adding the modulation to the person's voice, that's what's making it more difficult. But that rap thing is common in their songs. Run DMC? No, not even what you would consider a rap group. Okay, okay, so the reason I'm saying Run DMC is parts of this man's voice reminds me of Steven Tyler. But I'm pretty sure that if they did a remake of... Uh, an Ohio player song. I'm pretty sure I didn't know about that. Uh, I don't know. Um, have they been around since the 70s? No. Okay. Okay, hold on. Did you tell me it is a black man? No, it is not. It is not a black man. Obviously, they're adding uh, their own flair to it here and there. How many of you listeners shoot. knew... I don't know that I would have known the group if I had not looked this up because I heard it on the radio this morning. I feel like I should know who this is, though. Dang it. I wish I'd hear less chorus and more of I mean, obviously, there's a nice rockin' edge in there. So it's not from the 70s. Because I hear parts that sounds like White Cherry or whatever, you know, play that funky music. So that rap thing in the middle. Yeah. Ready? No, but yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Well, that explains that nice rockin' edge. Oh, right. To me, that was like, oh, that's totally give it away now type of rap Totally is. Yes, yes, I hear that now. Yeah. By the way, that video scared me. The the give it away video seemed oh, really yeah, that was that was creepy and that was awesome evil it's and very artsy and ugh. yeah devil worshiping totally <laughs> it was awesome huh <laughs> yeah it was creepy oh which is the perfect way to segue <laughs> oh my heck it's time for paranormal corner thanks for sharing that by the way that's a good tune I'm gonna save both of those tunes Sweet. on my playlist. And neither one, you can really listen to what they're saying. (laughs) All right. Just got some encounters here for you that some people have shared. Uh, Yeah, this one is titled The Boy Who Flew Over My Bed. Seems like Hmm. a good way to start. I was young and I was trying to go to sleep. 
my room had always felt off. You know, like there would be shadows that I felt were watching me. Okay. Stopping for a minute. Okay. That doesn't seem that unusual. Kids have, you know, wild imaginations. Right. Okay. But so this... do adults. I still feel that way sometimes. Uh, <laughs> says I was lying on my bed and it was night. I don't remember the exact date this that this happened, but it was sometime over summer because it was still gray in my room. I've always had a hard time sleeping. I was just lying there and I was just thinking and out of nowhere, this boy came and flew over me. He had his arms out wide in a T shape and I couldn't see any legs. I remember getting cold and he smiled at me. He had like a French type of outfit on and like a bandana around his throat. There he was gone. Oh, then he was gone. I stayed up hoping I would find him again, but I never did. Okay, first of all, what kind of little creepy kid sees like somebody with no legs flying over their bed and is like, oh, oh gosh, I hope it comes I'm back. Stay awake. I want to come back. <laughs> but so then I'm thinking a French sort of costume. What does what, that does, mean? Does, was, he a, was he a mime? Was he in a like white, black and white striped and, a, and had a mime face? I was it was Marcel Marceau. I was picturing, see, you, you, I like yours better. I was thinking a French costume. Does that mean it's like, you know, ruffled like satin oh, right, thing right. with the little satin knickers <laughs> and a white Well, it couldn't wig. have the knickers because they didn't have any legs. Oh, that's true. There would be no knickers. Well, I don't know what a French costume looks like. I think it was Bip. I don't know what that is. I know. <laughs> it's because I don't watch the same shows as How anymore. many people know what my BIP... You know what? If you know what the BIP reference is, be sure to hit us up on social media. And don't look... No looking it up. Only if you know. Only know if you reference. know. Okay. This is about a ghostly maid on the Queen Mary, and we need to go and do a ghost hunt there. Oh, there yeah. are opportunities to we do have that. Not, we have not been to the Queen Mary together, have we? I... Have you ever been? Mm, I don't think so. I've been a handful of times. I would know if I had. I, the thing is, is I've been on a, a boat or a ship before, but I, but I don't think it was the Queen Mary. <laughs> so, wow. We need to go on a ghost hunt thing there. It would be great. Well, one of our ghost hunter friends, we were going to do that. We were going to be able to go on a ghost oh, hunt that's with them. Right. And then the whole COVID thing oh, really changed God some things around for us. God, yeah. Because things are, are uh, a, a little more normal now. Got to reach out about right, that. Right. All right. This person says, my family went on a short vacation to the Queen Mary. We lived in San Diego and drove up for a weekend uh, so we could stay on the ship. At this time, I was roughly eight years old. There was myself, my parents, and my two brothers. We stayed in a room that was connected by a door to the next room. Are there any hotels that do that anymore? Do you remember when you had a a room, like a little tiny just pass through from yours to the next one? Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they do that in newer hotels. I don't know. I don't spend a lot of time in I, hotels. I don't know if they do that anymore either. <laughs> my brother stayed in, in the one connecting room and my parents were in the other. I stayed in a small connecting room to theirs that I learned was for the valet or the lady in waiting while the ship sailed the seas. This room opened directly to the inside corridor, as did my brother's room. Right. That night, after exploring the ship, we retired to our beds. At this time, I was unaware of the Queen Mary's reputation of being haunted. I would hope so for an eight-year-old. I would hope your parents aren't talking to you about that. Just my own personal (laughs) feelings on the matter. During the night, I was awoken. I felt like it was early morning. I had no windows in this room, so I wasn't sure. Hmm. 
I was awoken by a maid entering the room from the corridor. She was holding towels or sheets. As she entered, I sat up, not startled, but aware that someone was entering the room. I noticed she was wearing an old-fashioned maid dress. It was black. It was a long dress with a white apron and a small black hat to match. At this moment, she was walking past the foot of my bed, heading to the door leading to my parents' room. She noticed me and leaned over from the front of the bed toward me and with her fingers to her lips, shushed as to let me know to go back to sleep. She then entered my parents' room. I laid back down, not thinking twice about a maid coming into our room delivering towels. Maybe a few hours later, I awoke with the family and we were leaving the room to have breakfast. As we exited from the room to the corridor, the maids were beginning to clean the empty rooms. These maids were dressed in gray modern maid uniforms and no funny hat, no black long dress with a white apron. I pointed out to my parents that the maid that came into our rooms this morning was not dressed like them. (laughs) They immediately paused and asked about who came into our room. Right. No. And to explain further, I said, I just assumed you had called for the maid to bring towels and she had delivered them to you. Wow. And then I explained that she was wearing what she was wearing. Their jaws dropped and they said, we did not call for a maid and no one came into our room. We discussed the encounter over breakfast that day, and we still bring it up as one of our favorite ghost experiences. I bet you those parents were like, what the hell? Why did we come here? Oh, my gosh. I got to say, as someone who's been on the Queen Mary and I've been on their ghost hunt tour, uh, it's uh, the ghost hunt tour is a little bit uh, it's augmented, certainly. Uh-huh. I mean, you go to places and they have speakers that will play weird noises and all that as they're telling the stories. So yeah. it's not a true ghost hunt. It certainly is entertaining and you get to see parts of the ship that you don't get to see probably on other parts of the tour. Yeah. They have a different tours. They have a historic tour, a World War II tour, and a ghost tour. But uh, I've also been exploring on the boat and it does feel a little creepy. And in various places sure. on the Queen Mary, they have signs that show you an area that said this is where this person has been seen. Yeah, so yeah. It's a uh, it's pretty uh, fun. So I've I've mentioned this before. So I'm going to mention this again for for any of you that might enjoy hearing it again, but also for new listeners. I went on a group uh, ghost hunt or paranormal experience at a place that's supposedly haunted in Ontario. It's the Graber Olive uh, Factory or or property. And there were some, um, I don't know if we want to call them professional because they don't charge for this. And to me, that's the difference between professional versus not. But it's what they love, these paranormal investigators. Um, And they have investigated my home, some of the people that were there. All right. So we, some of the the time you were uh, investigating and learning about the different places on the property as a group of probably about, I would say there was about 30 or so people. And then we broke off into um, smaller groups and I ended up with one of the people actually that just that was here at my house has been at my house before with the people that had investigated here. And he and I are sitting in kind of a like a pass through between the kitchen and some other room. It took you to somewhere else. And we're just sitting there leaning against counters and just chatting dark. Couldn't see anything. Right. And. Yeah, we're chatting and he's talking at the time. And to my left, I hear very plainly, very clearly. 
at right in my, on my left side. And I'm like, did you just hear that? And he's like, what? And I'm like, you didn't just hear the whistle. And I whistled for him. I'm like, right to my left, right here in my ear, right next to me. He heard nothing. <laughs> that was pretty weird. I wasn't expecting it. And I'll tell you, when, when Mark and I do things like, you know, trying to contact somebody here at my house or at the resting place for Martin and Kate Hoover, or when we it truly, it's fun to me, it's intriguing, but I'm not really thinking, oh, it's going to happen. Because I think probably most of the time these things don't happen. And I think that it's up for interpretation. But I but it is one of those things that I don't know how to interpret it. Right there. If some an actual person had been in my space, I would have felt them. I would have felt the breeze as they walked up. I, I would have known that somebody was there. You'd right. feel them. It was just a disembodied <laughs> kind of trippy. So anyway, in the local newspaper, uh, the, the, okay, so the person, this person was doing a college internship during their last semester and had to spend three months, uh, at three hours from home. And so they were looking for a short-term uh, place to rent. So they okay. were looking in a local newspaper. It's a very small town and none of the local apartments would rent to this person. Uh, they did find an apartment and it was an older house divided into four apartments and the, they called the landlord. The landlord said, oh, he didn't want to rent it to this person either. Finally, though, the landlord offered him the rent and it had to be in cash all up front. So the person said yes. And they moved in with an incredibly sparse amount of belongings. The house was built in 1922 or thereabouts. It smelled like an old home, whatever that means. Uh, the person's room was upstairs and it opened up to a balcony that faced a small building. He says, I was drawn to that view. I'd never been in that town before, but loved looking at the building. I put my bedroom things in the front bedroom. And when I went to the bed that first night, I couldn't sleep. It was quiet, but the room seemed overly dark. In my mind, the walls became black and my bed felt small. I couldn't shake the image that a young girl had died in that room, that it had been uh, that it had been the nursery. It had paranormal moments. I'd had paranormal moments all of my life. And it was once explained to me that I was a receiver of the minds and bodies of spirits. Hmm. Creepy. But the spirit world eventually learned to just do the, the, the mind thing as the few bodily visions just freaked me out too much. Okay, I don't quite get that. But anyway, uh, so the next day I moved my things to the master bedroom and decided to make peace with my spirits living there instead. Whenever I felt I was being watched, I'd just talk to the, quote, ghost and tell her that I wouldn't bother her if she didn't bother me. That worked pretty well, dot, 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 hmm. until one day when I got home from the internship and found something odd in the kitchen. There was a little ledge in there and I had set a cotton tote bag full of boxes of tea on it. When I got home that day, the tote bag was off the ledge and it was standing upside down beside it on the floor. Not one box of tea had fallen out. I tried to replicate how that could have happened, but never could do it without the boxes escaping. And it was just a plain cotton bag, not firm at all. Finally, I laughed out loud and I said, okay, you've had your fun. And I went on with my day. Weeks later, on Halloween night... We had trick-or-treaters, so I was sitting in the living room watching a marathon of ghost shows. That's a really good idea. <laughs> I was really into it when I heard an odd sound. Looking around, I saw a plastic shopping bag that I had brought in that day, and it was scrunching down. Normally, if those bags move, and it was hours after I'd placed it, 
they open up. This bag was closing. Wow. As I watched, my mouth opened. It continued to scrunch downward. I told the spirit, come on now, you're freaking me out. I slowly reached over and touched the bag and it stopped. Everything looked normal inside. No bugs, no rodents, no visible reason for what had happened. Mm. I attributed those actions to the little girl who I believe died in the nursery. But later on, I realized it could have been someone else. My father had died in 1985, and not only did he have a great sense of humor, but I inherit, but I had inherited my abilities through his mother and him. Hmm. He had psychic moments during his lifetime, though he never really talked about them. Years after that internship, I was cleaning my childhood home and found my father's work calendars from a decade prior to his death. Flipping through the pages, I saw the name of the building that had been across from the apartment. It was there several times. He was an architect and was designing several schools in the county wow. and had many meetings in that same building, as did I with my internship. I never got any messages from him, but that tea tote magically turned upside down was funny and the bag crumpling down sure got my attention. What an interesting personal connection to uh, find yeah. out about later after having an experience. I thought he was going to say that years later he found the shopping bag. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> he took the shopping bag everywhere he went after wow. that. Wow. Well, that, that's, that I believe that one. That That's strange. I mean, uh, you know, the thing when you start talking about the tea thing and all, I think of the tea, the licorice tea that, I appe thought of that it magically too. appeared at your place <laughs> yep. here. But then, but the, with the bags scrunching down, that is odd. You don't see those yes. plastic grocery bags scrunch down. And the fact that this person tried to recreate right. how those tea boxes how something else could fall could happen. a certain yeah. way, yeah. I can appreciate. That, that's a familiar trying, thing, right? Yeah, yep. I can appreciate <laughs> and I can believe what they're saying by trying to figure out what could have really happened. That is so interesting, though, that of, have, of finding out later that his dad had There's something to do with that building there. Yeah. And there wow. Wow. Mm. Well, so, well guys, tell us what you think. Of course, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Snack A Little. And you can always call us on our dedicated listener line. And the number is 909-572-0278. Give us a call there. Leave a message. Let us know what you think. Uh, did you did you know that song from 1972? Because I know we do have listeners in foreign countries. Was that something that was familiar with you? Familiar to you? It's gibberish, but an Italian pop song that hit number one. Wow. Wow. And play it for somebody. See if anybody notices that they can't understand a dang word they were saying. Although I think he was throwing in like actual words every now and then. Because every now and then I'm like, yeah, he said babe or, you know, or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to look. I'm going to make it my quest. I'm going to look it up and see if he ever actually wrote down the lyrics. Right. Or did he ever perform it live? I don't know. And it would be sounding did different you ever every stalk, time. Did you ever stalk your girlfriend, hide in her car and think you were going to get killed by her dad? Girlfriend. <laughs> you're, you're your make out buddy. Woohoo! But come on back.